1: Billy, Billy, Billy. Her gang. Our gang. Told y'all before it was supposed to the bow. Nothing but the repeat with went back on the throne. All we do is set trends, so you know all we own. Yep, I'm back with the remix. It's fourth and jaw All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice. We're not done. 2019, we adding another one. Yeah, you heard me right on every Tuesday night. Eight to ten birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the big facts for the fans by the fans exactly where we at. Uh, pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Uh, baptized uh, by the Pope, uh, big bass for everyone. Uh, flying uh, in from the uh, West Coast, yeah. even overseas yeah. get blessed by Ginger yeah. Jesus. We disciples of the tree. E A G wait S, M P S. Don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, uh, destroy the uh, NFC, uh, conquer uh, the uh, AFC. Uh, grab uh, that Vince uh, Lombardi, uh, wits yeah. to AJ. Yeah. Climb it up the gut, yeah. beat yeah. grand with the strip sack. This familiar, huh? go on the slot, Spro's with the return, Mills with the pick six. Okay, so wait, it gets worse. train on the run, J E hitting from 60. But you see in that D line, that's what you don't want to see. Urbs catching tugs, foes on another level. The Superboy, all the only time you see that Philly special. We live from Broad Street, Brotherly loves the heartbeat. Hungry dogs run faster, and we don't eat cheap. No one likes us, and we don't care. Cause we from Philly, and we ain't never scared. Look up. But I just gotta know one thing. Are you ready? No, I said, Are you
2: ready? Whoa.
3: Broadcasting from Wildfire Sports Studios for NBC Sports Philadelphia. Welcome to the 4th and John Show episode number 80. Boys and girls. All right. Okay. Here we go. Two in a row. That's the first time that's happened. Two in a row. We go from winning the Super Bowl and celebrating a Lombardi to celebrating... You know, two in a row, but let's get a little pumped here. Let's get a little excited. And I understand it's against the lowly New York Giants, who just beat the Bears, by the way, but that's neither here nor there. And it was against the Mark Sanchez-led Washington Redskins, who, for the better part of the year, led the division on the strength of their running game and their defense, but that's neither here nor there. Speaking of neither here nor there, the Eagles at 6-6 are one win away in Jerry World from being tied for the NFC East. Despite the ups and downs, despite the injuries, despite all that, it's neither here nor there because we're one win away from being tied. Now look, it's not going to be easy. There's four games left and Dallas so far has won... Their last four games against Philadelphia, against Atlanta, and against the New Orleans Saints. Ooh, that's tough. And looking at the Eagles' schedule, they're at Dallas, at the Rams, versus Houston, and at Washington. That is no cakewalk. Three of the next four games for the Eagles are against division leaders. Ooh, that's tough. Three of the next four games for the Eagles are on the road. That's tough. That's a tough path. Meanwhile, you look at the Dallas Cowboys. Four of the next four games for the Cowboys are against opponents with a 500 or lower winning percentage. Some 500 teams the next four games. And three of the next four games for the Dallas Cowboys are at home. The Eagles are out of time. We can celebrate a win against the Giants. We can celebrate a win against the Redskins. But unless they're able to do it in Jerry World this week, right here, right now, and tie this son of a gun up, it's all for nothing. It's time to beat
4: Dallas. Mr. Gail Saunders, Eagle Sessions on Twitter. How are you feeling today, sir? Doing great. We got a dub, back-to-back weeks. But I'm going to start with the quote. Uh, if you want something you never had, you must be willing to do something you have never done. Mm. And I think about the, the Philadelphia Eagles, and, and we had a lot of firsts. And I'm not talking first downs. I'm talking the first time the Eagles this season have, has, have had back-to-back wins. First time that the Eagles' offensive line has not given up a sack. Wow. I mean, the first time Darren Sproles has scored a touchdown since December 22, 2016. Wow. First time Golden Tate scores a touchdown in the Eagles uniform. Well, Last week it was, I don't know, it doesn't fit. We might have to quit. But, hey, he might be too legit to quit. Hey, hey. (laughs) First time the Eagles uh, get an interception in back-to-back weeks. Nate Gary comes up with his first career interception. I mean, first time that the Eagles' offensive line has looked solid. Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson. I mean... What else do we got? Uh, First time the Eagles scored in the first quarter since week six. Yes. Opening drive. So a lot of firsts here. And what I'm talking about is this team is finally starting to gel, finally starting to flash. And that's what you'd like to see from a team. And also going back to Darren Sproles and and talking about what Darren Sproles means to this team. Like, what is your why at this point in the season? You're playing for the next man. Listening to the guys talk about what Darren Spoles means to them, the running back group talking about how much of a leader he is, Carson Wentz talking about the spark plug in this offense, it goes back to fighting for the next man. And at this point in the season, I mean, it's put put up or shut up. I mean, you got to win this next game. This This is the season right here. This is what they've been working for. They got their groove back. And now we've been talking about nothing above the NFC East. It's We're, we're still there. And worst case scenario, it's nothing above the NFC wildcard. Perhaps. Could, could be. with a couple, Perhaps. With a couple of losses over the weekend to some
3: key teams who own some tiebreakers over the Philadelphia Eagles. We're going to go over the playoff scenarios in a minute, or at least the way it currently stands right now. It's a little interesting. A little interesting. But speaking of first gales, gale... All right. The first game against the Cowboys, that's in the past. Those were all great firsts. I didn't realize we had so many firsts in that game, but now it's the second game against the Cowboys. It's about how you respond now. That's what it's all about. You got to beat. The Dallas Cowboys. Joining us in studio, Crystal Rich, a fellow NBC Sports Philadelphia with the Sixers Outsiders. She's about
5: to drop some Philadelphia Eagles knowledge in the studio today. How are you, sweetheart? Guys, thank you for having me. I'm doing well little cold. Just got back from Africa. So I'm, I'm, I'm us over us here shivering. Yeah. But you know what? It's about to get hot. We're about right. to play, about to the, play the Cowboys. Game two, our second our second time. And we need to get this W. Now let me tell you something. The last the two games that we lost, Cowboys-Saints, we ran the ball. Josh, Josh Adams ran the ball seven times. Mm-hmm. I think Doug, I think Doug, you listened to us in the media. We were mad about that. Mm-hmm. Guess what? Come against the, the Giants, he ran the ball 22 times. This one against the Redskins, 20 times. That will be an integral factor. And in if we beat the Cowboys, if he can stays consistent with that run with Josh Adams. Of course, we got Darren Sproles back in the yes. lineup. Hello, welcome yes, back. The Thank goat. you. The goat. We can't even talk about Darren Sproles without even paying some respect to Jason Kelsey did you not see him block Mason Foster on that drive where Sproles was breaking tackles to get to the end zone Amazing. thank you, thank you Jason we appreciate that
3: G- Gail, speaking of first that was the first time we got schooled on our own show on the opening monologue we just got, we just got schooled we just got taken to school hot
4: fire, hot fire. by Crystal
3: on the opening monologue well done, well appreciate done breaking it, it, breaking it out the Josh Adams love. My man crush, by the way, for training camp. Just the beginning I, of the season, yeah. Beginning of the season. Hollywood Hearn, you were there last night. You were there at the tailgate. A special appearance. I was at
6: the tailgate. It's, it's pretty strategic. You make me follow Crystal like that. But. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Good, good luck, good a little, luck with a that a little one. little sauced up at the tailgate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I was having fun at the tailgate. <laughs> tailgate <and> I, <laughs> I, I, I had to stay away from the cameras when you guys jumped up on, on stage with uh, Monday Night Football. That Which was, was awesome. Really, that was really cool. And uh, special, I want to uh, send a special shout-out to Mama Rock. For hooking me up with that ticket last night and the rest of your family, that was that was very nice of them. It was a hell of a game to go to. We're still alive. We got we we're alive by another week, and there's nothing more exciting than Dallas week. Like, Mm. growing up, like a lot of a lot of people that I know, their their biggest rivalry is the Giants, just because of that that up ninety five. You know, they're the closest rivalry to us, but they're like I love talking crap to Dallas Cowboys fans. Mm. It, nothing better. No, no, nothing, nothing makes me happier. And I think that it took long enough, but the Eagles have finally found their identity in this team. And that would be just that first of all, let's let's stick with Josh Adams. <laughs> can, we, can we establish yes. that? Oh, he's, been, he's been getting 20 plus carries the past, the past two weeks. And Doug, is it me or is he a coach that to you, listens to sports talk radio. Right? It, seems, it, it it's a reflection. Like every single week, it's like a reflection of what was talked about in the week of sports talk, and he always seems to. Uh Seems to change up his game plan accordingly.
5: I feel like Dougie listens in. I think so too. I feel too. like he does because he came at a reporter one week and says, "You're not with me watching 80 hours of film," and then the next oh, week, yeah. and then the next week, Josh Adams gets more carries. Right? I mean, come he on. doesn't want to admit it,
6: but he's definitely out there listening. <laughs> no
5: one wants to admit it. They're listening to us, though. Yeah, you know, uh,
3: Eagles. We touched on this on an earlier podcast early on in the year. I mean, people talk about Eagles fans about being obnoxious and and rambunctious. And rowdy at times, but they are one of the most intelligent fan bases in the NFL. And going into that Giants week, remember we were pounding the table. Listen, these corners got to play press up against these mm-hmm. receivers, and then all of a sudden you see it. And the <laughs> Eagles got to have a balanced run-the-pass ratio, and then all of a sudden you see it. I feel that the Redskins victory does not feel hollow. Up at MetLife against uh, against the New York Giants mm-hmm. felt a little hollow. Yeah. Against the Indianapolis Colts. They got the job done, but it was almost a, they almost squandered their opportunity away. Th- dare I say, felt a little hollow. Yeah. And even though this was a Mark Sanchez-led team against a Washington Redskins team that is on the decline, there was something about this particular game,
5: regardless of opponent, mm-hmm. that had substance. Let me tell you what that substance was. Please do. That was the O-line. That was the O-line. Because... This whole season, it's been killing me personally Mm. to watch Carson get less than two seconds in the pocket before he has to make some Houdini move. And if he scrambles and he makes a pass like he did to Golden Tate in the end zone, first drive of the game, he's Houdini. But if he scrambles and something goes wrong, it's we're we're Coming down on Carson, but the O-line gave him some extra time this past week. And it was so good to see because we know that we have a laundry list of injuries. It's a whole VIP party of injured players. It's a whole club of players who are injured. But to see the O-line give him a little more time in the pocket, a little— a just second, a little bit, just a, sec- a little. Bit. A second more, just a that, little something. That's all he needs because we know he can scramble. We know he's. This is his first season coming back from injury, mm-hmm. so that might take a whole entire year just for him mentally to say, you know what, I feel one hundred percent comfortable. Mm-hmm. So the O line, I feel like, was that extra little oomph that you recognize because this is their third string quarterback and Mark Sanchez. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. I think that's what it was. It gave you a little bit more hope. For the rest of the season. I think
4: the old line is like the lifeblood. Like, if you're in a football uh, uh, huddle and you're looking at the... You want your offensive linemen to be happy, but you like, you want that crazy, sick look in their face after they've been mauling people in the run game. Like, you know, we, we talk about, you know, having Carson Wentz. We don't want him passing, o- like, over 50 times. But we, yeah. You want that balance. Right. And it finally felt like we got back to, you know, back to basics. Balanced football. But he, even even Golden, Golden Tate had a, a quote. He said, uh, tonight just felt... Really organic, yeah. You know what I mean. And going back to, you know, last couple weeks, we've been looking at like it feels forced. Using the, the way they're using Golden Tate feels forced. Mm-hmm. The way that they're setting up these screens feels forced. Now you're, you're seeing these nice little screens that were set up. You're seeing Golden Tate actually get that yak that we've been talking about. You know that report with Carson once where he threw the ball. You know they've been on the field for a couple weeks with each other, and for him just like point up the field and. Just dip and rip, and then uh, Golden Tate making a play like that. That's what you like to see. And really only in a spot where
3: he could catch it. Right. That, that that was such a finesse. That's what Donovan McNabb never had. Mm-hmm. Donovan McNabb never had that finesse pass. It was always worm burners and oh, bullets. Yeah. He it If you were four yards away, he was throwing it 105 miles an hour. That was Donovan. That was a nice little communication, because it takes a while for the receivers. Doug, Doug Peterson was talking in his press conference today about about getting Golden Tate more acquainted and more uh, worked into the game plan and everything like that, and he went back and he talked about training camp and the extra reps and everything. Golden Tate didn't get that. He just got there, got here. And we kept talking about a vertical passing game. Where is the vertical passing game? Where is the vertical passing game? You can't grow vertical unless you got your roots down, because if you don't got your roots down, you're going to get knocked over. Those roots are the offensive line. So when we talk about getting the ball downfield, why is he throwing it to Zach Ertz so much? It's so dink and dunk. Why is he throwing it to Zach Ertz so much? That's how much time he's being allotted by the offensive line. You give him that extra half a second, a second. All of a sudden, that lets receivers get an extra couple yards of separation. It's a trickle-down effect. But it all starts with the offensive line. You look at the stats. Adams with the carries. 4.2 yards per average. I will take that every single time. Clement and his carries, 5.4. Sproles and his limited carries, 5.5. You haven't seen these type of numbers, at least average per carry, for a while from Mm -hmm. this Eagles offense. And it all stems from the ability of the offensive line to do their job.
5: And when you're talking about Golden Tate, one thing that I think is interesting is that game against the Redskins, I believe, is going to be his breakout game when you talk about his connection with Carson Wentz. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Because when he made that catch in the end zone, for a split second, he was covered so well, I almost thought it was intercepted. When he went for that two-point conversion, that ball was low.
6: Oh, he scooped it.
5: That ball was low, and he still got to it. So what that tells me is that their connection is building, and even when Carson Wentz does something a little bit off, he's there to pick up the piece. And follow through for his boy. That's telling me that those guys they're studying together. They're practicing hard together and that connection is only going to grow. So we're seeing this um, in only maybe his third week with the team. I think it's only going to go up and this connection is going to really build. Hopefully we see more of it in Dallas.
4: Yes, you know, the, the connection I do love is when you know, I want Carson nature just like brother nature. Everybody eats, fam. <laughs> I mean, you're looking at Golden Tate, seven targets, seven receptions, 85 yards, touchdown. Zach Ertz, ten targets, nine receptions. Aguilar, eight targets. Clement got in there. Jeffrey, big, big play, first play downs from Jeffrey. Even Jordan Matthews with the touchdown. Oh my god! Dallas guard three, three targets, but you, you like the ball to be spread around. You know that's what we were talking about last week about getting to that third target, getting to the uh, uh, next receiver. I mean that's that's what I want to see. I get I get stoked every time I see that kind of uh, interaction with the, the offense because everybody has to feel involved and you can't key on any on anybody. But Zach Ertz, I mean nine for wow, ten yeah. for eighty three yards on the season. Wentz is completing seventy eight point six percent of his passes and averaging eight point six per attempt when targeting Ertz. That is ridiculous. I mean, if you go back to that pass in the game, there was four we were sitting next to each other, there's four uh defenders around Zach Ertz. And Carson Wentz I mean, that that's an elite throw. Like mm. he, he trusts his arm, he trusts his ability, and he trusts Ertz. That's kinda that's the chemistry that you can't just that's they've been working on that.
5: That's what happens when that's your boy. Like if right? that's your, if we're talking about basketball yeah. and we're playing street ball, and yeah. you're my boy, you're yeah. like you're you're my girl or whatever, yeah. and we got that connection on and off the court.
4: The give and go, man. That's hello,
5: just, it's, mm. it's done. It's done, and they have that. And the thing is, is that teams now know that. So hopefully we don't see too much doubles on Ertz yeah. in, in as we try to make a playoff run.
4: And that, if you go back to this, the Saints game, that's exactly what the Saints did. They, they started doubling Earths, and you, you take away Earths, What does this offense ha, offense have? And, and hopefully Golden Tate takes care of that, you know? Mm-hmm.
3: I oh. felt like—I'm sorry. I, I, I felt like we saw glimpses for the first time in a very organic way— a reflection of the 2017 team doesn't necessarily mean that they look exactly identical but you looked at something and it you like I remember that I remember the way this looks I remember the way this feels this feels like the 2017 team
6: you know what felt the most like the 2017 team to me was it was the ability to bounce back after something right. happens yes to them. When Adrian yeah. when Mark Sanchez comes in and I was frothing at the mouth. I'm like, Oh, I can't wait for this D line to get to him. And then it takes all of the energy out of the stadium when Adrian Peterson busts off a 90-yard run. Mm, mm, mm. They ended the game with less than hundred. Well, he ended the game with less than hundred rushing yards. So he busts off a 90-yard run in one run, and the Eagles held him in check the rest of the game. It's, it's, it's that ability. The, the Eagles were the Kings last year of going to the locker room during halftime, figuring it out, and coming back a different team. And that's what I saw yesterday.
4: I got a stat on that run actually. Outside of the 9-yard touchdown run for Peterson, Washington had 14 yards on 13 rushing attempts. I mean that's it's pretty serious.
5: I came I was a little bit shook when I saw that 90-yard touchdown. Oh, I was hoping that we were going to see another butt fumble after yeah. that like, yeah. I, was, I was shook. I was like oh shoot. Adrian Peterson over 30 years old doing this, doing yeah. to us. But then that's a good that's a very good point that you made. He he ate and then that, that was bit. it. He was full for the rest of the game.
3: Exactly. Yep. And,
5: and, that, th- that's D- credit, and that's credit check. to our defense. Mm-hmm.
3: And it certainly wasn't a perfect game. There were throws that Carson Wentz missed. There was a screen that he kind of threw that was a little wonky. Doug Peterson didn't necessarily call the best type of game, especially down in the red zone. There are two touchdowns there. There's 14 points left on the board right there. When you talk about going forward on fourth down after the penalty that backs The you Josh up, Adams run. The Josh Adams run when the entire stadium knew when you were under center that this is exactly the play yeah. you're going to run. And honestly, it's the play you should have ran on first down. A lot of people say take the points right there. I don't blame Doug for being aggressive. That's just in Doug's nature. But I don't like the play call because if I know it, and you know it. And you know it. The, the Redskins sideline, they all know exactly what's coming either. And it wasn't even faked. It wasn't even bootlegged. It was they, they let a free runner get in there. And then the Carson Wentz interception well, when the ball was what? On the, on the three or the four? Josh Norman. Josh Norman. Yeah. yeah. And listen, I want to crucify Wentz for eyeballing the receiver, but in that sort of condensed field where you really don't have room to look at safety off. They're all up in your face. I can't kill. Josh Norman just made a good play on the ball. I can't kill him for that. I can't kill him for that. But it wasn't a perfect game, but we started to see glimpses. If you can just polish up those things, those little flaws, those little play-calling errors, those little dink passes that necessarily didn't get there, you have the opportunity to go down to Dallas against a red-hot Cowboys
4: team that believes in themselves. That believes in themselves. That's the dangerous part. And Doug Peterson also talked about the flashes. He said, you're seeing flashes of it. The flashes are a little more consistent now.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Now, we have two games back-to-back that we won boost our morale Mm. against semi-not-so-great teams. Right. So, you know, whatever. We still got the wins. It boosts our morale. But I'm a little more hard on the team, though. Like, the whole Zach Brown on Josh Adams, to me, was like an anathema occurrence that should have never happened ever. To me, it, it was horrible. I was, I was pissed off, and I was screaming at the television, but that's just how passionate I am as a fan. Now, the interception, you know, I feel like Carson, he did have an interception against Dallas the first go-around. I don't want to see that again. Right. So so we th- there are some good things, there are some bad things and hopefully it gets cleaned up. It has in, in this week of practice before we get to Dallas because the first week when we played Dallas to to everyone Dallas was trash. Then they beat us. Then they beat the Saints. Now we're looking then at they got them. Hot. Now that we're looking at them a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So these are things that must get cleaned up. Carson Wentz, if he looks one way, looks another way, no one's there. Don't don't force it when you know it's going to be I would rather see him try to make a Houdini type of run play than than force it to someone that you see clearly is not gonna get get your ball.
4: Yeah, and then think about the defense, Dallas defense, I mean what their is like eighteen a game. I mean they're 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 playing Pretty sound football defensively. They have a pass rush. And I think that young secondary is finally like gelling. I mean, they they played paid a lot of like heavy capital in the in the last couple drafts in the last couple years. And it's kind of paying off for them. And then they got Van Der Esch and then Jalen Smith. I mean, those guys are they're they're playing good football in the middle of the field too as well. Like these screen games, like those guys can run side to si- sideline to sideline. And then they get back uh Sean Lee. Mr. Uh, soft Tissue Man, but he's a leader of their team. So I, I think offensively, that's not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm still not scared of Dallas offensively. And that mainly speaks to Dak. Uh, they, they do have a, a ground to pound running game if you get them started. But let's, 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 the one thing I just don't want to happen no one get hurdled by Zeke.
3: Oh no, that God. can't happen again. Oh, my God. That can't happen no. again. No. The football season <laughs> is a funny thing. Right, We go into September and we think to ourselves, my God, we have 17 weeks of football. Can you believe we've got all this football in front of us? And all of a sudden you blink and it's the bye week. It's, week, you know, week, it's the middle of the season. And you're like, wow, season's half over. Lots changed since the start of the season until now. And then you blink again and you're in this position. Moral of the story is a lot can change from now until the end of the season. Think about the journey that we've been on. Defending Super Bowl champions coming in, favorites in the NFC East. All of a sudden the Redskins start to get hot, right? They take over the NFC East. The the Cowboys are struggling. All of a sudden that flip-flops. The Cowboys get hot in the middle of the season. Eagles start to lose. They can't win two games in a row and now all of a sudden the Eagles are within striking distance. It's so weird, the ebbs and the flows, to think that that Washington Redskins team for so long was at the top of the NFC East, and then the Giants were at the bottom, and then they started to win some games and just beat the Bears. There's four games left. A lot can change between now and then. But if it started right here, right now... Your number one seed is the Rams at eleven and one. Your number two seed is the Saints at ten and two. I think we can all agree. One or two, those are your top two teams in the NFC. Your eight and four Bears have the third seed, and then fourth seed representing the NFC East at seven and five is the Dallas Cowboys. Now, as I go through the remainder of the seeding and the remainder of the records, think about how close we are. To all of these teams. Cowboys at 4th seed, NFC East, 7-5. Seahawks at the 5th seed, 7-5. Vikings at the 6th, the final wild card spot at 6-5-1. 6-5-1. And, and,
4: and guess who plays uh, each other this week? Who's that? Seattle and the Vikings. So Seattle and the as, okay. Eagle, as Eagle fans, we have to become part of the 12th man. We'll be the 13th man rooting for the Seahawks, because uh, if you take down the Vikings, that's even better for us.
3: Panthers, Eagles, redskins in that order outside looking in all at six and six so all of a sudden that muddied middle section right where everybody was kind of in the hunt of the NFC NFC has now narrowed down basically to the Mark Sanchez, Led Washington Redskins, the Panthers who have the tiebreaker over the Eagles but can't seem to get out of their own way, can't seem to win a game. The Eagles are the uh, eighth seed. And meanwhile, like you look at those Vikings and the Seahawks and and the Bears. They're even sliding down. So there's not only an opportunity to win the NFC East, there is an opportunity to backdoor the wild card spot. more of the story is just get into the playoffs. Just get us there. Just get us there. Just get us there. Because once you're there, it's a whole different ball game. Anything can happen.
5: I mean, look at last Season yes. hungry dogs run faster. That the team knew just get us there. I don't care if you feel like we're the underdogs. Just Mm. get us there. We're going to prove you wrong anyway. So that's, that's the same mentality that this team needs to take on as we head into Dallas this upcoming week. Just get us in the door. Get us that same energy that we had last season, that same energy when Malcolm was ripping everyone a new one, saying, like, listen, this can't happen too much longer. Same energy. Just get us there. Now, question for y'all. In order to beat Dallas, we have to what?
3: Balanced game plan, run-pass ratio. It worked against the Giants, both in the first time and the second time. He has a tendency to get away from that. Because you control time of possession, you leave the offense off the, off the field. And let's face it, the offensive line, which you talked about earlier, kind of being the key in all this, kind of, the, kind of the, this felt organic. Why did it? Because of the offensive line. Offensive lines love to attack. When you're pass blocking, you're protecting. You're backing up. You're not attacking. You ask any offensive lineman in the league, they love smashing a dude moving forward. And that's in the run game. Use Josh Adams the way the Cowboys use Zeke Ask no more of Carson Wentz than the Cowboys ask of Dak Prescott Let the wide receivers go out there and buy them an extra couple seconds Like the Cowboys offensive line has been doing for the last couple of years And you will all of a sudden be going toe-to-toe with these guys
4: I firmly believe that I mean, you really got to sit down the run I mean, it's all about Zeke, you know Aside from hurdling somebody and, and putting up yards, I mean, he like once you get that running game going, Zeke is a monster. Like he wants to be fed, he wants to keep on being fed. So I, I feel like if you if you shut down the run game, force Dak to beat you, he's not going to beat you vertically. You know they got Amari Cooper. You know he's doing his little uh, out routes and he's a great route runner. I think he's giving their offense a spark. But I think uh, you know it's 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 starting. To, we have to get back to you know Eagles football. And I think it starts this week. I think these guys came in, uh, you know, when, when, they, when, they, when they, they, they thought they had them beat, but they got embarrassed. They got embarrassed on national television. One game that you have, I mean, the games that you have circled on your schedule every year is the Cowboys game. Mm-hmm. You lost and got embarrassed. This is your second time to redeem yourself, write the sip, and, and win the NFC East.
5: Right. You're saying the O-line, which is absolutely right. You're saying stop the run, which is absolutely right. I'm saying like the unsung hero if we win this game will be the defensive line. That's probably yeah. mm-hmm. because That's where listen, at. listen, last it's time juicy. we played the Cowboys, do you remember how awful our D-line looked? It looked like they were creating holes for Zeke. It looked like they were getting their play calls from Jason. Mm-hmm. It was like, "What are y'all doing?" Is I, I understand injuries but don't just part the Red Seas to mm. let the running back get through. Yeah. So to silly. me, if we if we win this game, and I'm going to speak in the positive, when we win this game, they, to me, will be the unsung hero because it was so hideous watching them the last time we played Dallas.
6: I, I, sorry. Go, go, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I completely agree with you in the fact that the way that Z— the way that they—when we when we played the Cowboys last time we played them— we, our goal was to try and make them a one-dimensional team. They didn't have Amari Cooper at the time, so they only had Zeke to as a real offensive. He was their key offensive weapon that they used against us. Now they've got the addition of Amari Cooper, so they, they've got multiple layers to this offense. I feel like if the defensive line can disrupt everything that's happening, that's the key to this this game.
5: Exactly.
3: I'm, I'm going to add something to, to your key to the game right here, because I feel like there is a stark difference and the way this defense plays when they're behind and with a lead. Mm. So wasn't it nice to see the Eagles go down on the opening drive, score a touchdown, and kind of set the tempo? Because getting home with the front four of the defensive line, having them pin their ears back, and having everybody else drop back in the coverage doesn't make much sense when you're not playing with the lead. Right. This is why Andy Reid fell in love with the wide nine back then when he hired Jim Washburn before he actually hired his defensive coordinator, is he fell in love with the idea of, look, I know my offense can put up points. So what, in turn, I need this defense to do is get wide, pin their ears back, and go after the quarterback, cause turnovers. Just pin their ears back. Just go after the quarterback because you know they're going to be throwing the ball because they're going to be playing from behind. What if... The offense has been doing it against the Eagles this year, getting up on them early and then churning out the run. Defensive line is getting tired. Defensive line is getting tired. Jim Schwartz is playing the sticks. He's not aggressive. He's not attacking. So, hundred percent, the defensive line is super important. But getting that early lead, absolutely, and allowing the defensive line to do their thing, just as equally, and
5: important. it was so refreshing to see that strong opening drive from Carson Wentz orchestrated by our quarterback against the Redskins when he went 5-for-5 and ended that opening drive with a touchdown. That's what we wanted to see. We didn't want to see another 3-and-out opening drive because at some point that is going to set us back tremendously. So hopefully we can carry that over. We played mediocre teams, got two wins, but hopefully these are things that we can carry over as we try to make this playoff run. I completely agree with you.
3: I love it. I love it. Now, we have a special guest in studio, and you might remember her from tweeting a couple weeks ago. I tweeted almost like an ABC sort of fan piece that they were talking about Philadelphia Eagles fans celebrating their Super Bowl. And on this piece was a young woman who showed to the camera a tattoo. Now, we've seen a lot of Super Bowl tattoos over the last couple months after the Eagles won the Super Bowl. Some of them good, some of them not so good. Some of them original, Some of them Jason Kelsey. Some of them the Super Bowl ring. Some of them the Lombardi trophy. Some of them in a traditional style. Even our own homeboy, Evan Hollywood Hearn, has his tattoo right there. But what she had was the most unique (laughs) Super Bowl tattoo I've seen out of all of them. Of, even my mother got a Super Bowl tattoo. It's not as cool as this one. Lindsay's in here with stu- in, in studio. We appreciate you coming in. How you doing tonight?
2: Hi. How are, do I have to lean in? <laughs> yeah, go ahead and lean in, right? I'm, how are we doing? I'm, d- I'm doing
3: great. First of all, before we get to your unique tattoo, how did you feel about the game last night? Because I know you were there.
2: Of course. I mean, it was a big win. We needed to win. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, now it just makes it even better to go play Dallas this upcoming week. And we started off strong and I feel like we kind of dominated the whole game the whole time.
3: It was ni- it was nice. It was yeah. a nice feeling to walk out of there uh, mm-hmm. from Lincoln Financial Field with the W. Now let me a- let-, let me ask you, because how old are you if you don't mind? I'm 24. It? You're 24. So I'm 36. We kind of come from a l- little bit of an age gap there. Growing up a child of the 80s, I remember the Dallas Cowboys in the 80s and when Dick Vermeule first got here, you know, he was all about beating the Cowboys. That's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And then I remember, you know, those Randall Cunningham years, those buddy ball butting heads against the Cowboys, and then having them watch Super Bowls and stuff like that. So I have a better sort of hate, I hate, I hate the Cowboys, hate the Cowboys. Where do you rank like your top hate in the NFC East as far as rivals in that
2: division? I feel like everyone just grows up saying, oh, you have to hate the Cowboys because you're from Philly. <laughs> like everyone, like, there's no like a, it's just, you know, you walk down the Wildwood boardwalk and you just see Dallas sucks, like t shirts everywhere. Yeah. And you just like have to hate the Cowboys. Me personally, I mean, whatever, like, I don't like the Cowboys just because. I'm an Eagles fan. Sure, but as far as all the other teams, I mean, I feel like it's different every year. Depends on who's good. Depends on like what we need to who we need to beat and where we're at. But I would just say the Cowboys, pretty much. I like it. I li-
3: I, I, yeah, I like your line of thinking. So, it is a perfect week to have you in. Now, okay. Why don't you display? Because we got it on YouTube right now. We, we got it on the Periscope. Where do all the people watching on Twitter? Why, <laughs> why, Mike, get a little bit closer. Why don't you uh, sort of unveil in person your very unique Super Bowl tattoo? Uh- wow. Right on the inside of the lip, 41 to 33, the score of Super Bowl 52. Wow.
2: <laughs> now, now, how bad did that hurt? Oh, my gosh. It hurt so bad. Well, so it hurt really bad when I got it, and it hurt for a couple hours after I got it on, like, a Friday night. Mm. So I was expecting to wake up the next day, be swollen, be in a lot of pain. I woke up feeling like a million bucks. It didn't hurt did you at really? all the next day. Yeah, did you have, did it, did I you was shocked. Did it bleed? No, it didn't. But the weirdest part about it is when you get it on your lip, I mean, this is my first and only tattoo. Ah. But So when you're getting it done, you have to hold your own lip down (laughs) so it's it's so hard when they're doing it because i'm holding my lip and i got gloves on and you you start slipping because not to sound gross but you got saliva and all this other stuff how long did it take only like 10 seconds Uh, 10 seconds yeah for the whole tattoo yeah it was so quick
4: Dang. I know. What now what did now what did the family say when you broke out <laughs> what, the, So uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> did, did you tell
2: the family? <laughs> so it's funny because all summer long I wanted it. Like I was like, oh I'm gonna get that. well originally I wanted to get L I I for fifty two. Like that's all what right, I was I see, like. Okay. That's what I wanted. Like all summer I was talking about it and my friends and I we get on the shore all summer, so I'm like, Oh, one day I'll go up to the boardwalk, like I got a tattoo and everything, but I just never got it done. And then, so finally, one night in like August, I actually got it. I just went out to South Philly, got it done, and I didn't tell my mom for like a month because I was like I, it just doesn't need to be told she just doesn't besides you know. how is she
3: going to see it it's not like you're wearing exactly. a bikini and it's, not like I, it's, it's not like up, I'm flashing yeah. around on the news yeah, every week yeah, yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. you know it's <laughs> fine when is, when
2: is she supposed to see it so I went like a month didn't really tell her and then I actually went to my friends and I we go to Xfinity all the time and they had an Eagles tattoo competition so I'm like Dumb. Wow. Um, I was like, dumb. I'm obviously getting in this. So I came home, you know, I'm a little drunk, and I'm like, Mom, I want a gift card tonight. She's <laughs> like, Oh, that's cool. How'd you win? And I was like, Best Eagles tattoo? Like, she's <laughs> like, Where is it? So I showed her, and, you know, at first she was like, You're such an idiot. That's permanent. I'm like, Yeah, for yeah, like, no, it's cool. not really permanent, but. I oh, was like, it's your right. natural right.
3: I, I, I did hear because I, 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 I'm an individual. I mean, I, I got two half sleeves. My back's done. My chest is done. Does I your got mom my... know about that? <laughs> my my <laughs> mom does know about that. In fact, my mom was with Gail when we were down in L.A. last time. Yeah. Uh, after uh, the day after the Dark game, hurt, we, yeah. we were there at uh, wait, Venice
4: Beach. Venice Beach.
3: Venice Beach getting inked in L.A. on the beach, uh, getting some more poly work done. In fact, those guys are going to be back for the Philadelphia Tattoo Convention. Oceanfront, Oceanfront Tattoo. Down there in Venice Beach, maybe it's, we
4: should all get our lips done.
2: Well, you know what I was thinking. I already I got my bottom, but this year, or you know, whenever we win the Super Bowl again, I'll just get the top one this time. So oh, then I, I got both scores. You hold, know, hold it, hold and, it. The, and the and I think that's kind of impossible. So but say we, say I don't we know. get the
5: third one. Say we get a third ring. Where's that Inside tattoo cheeks. going? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, but
3: I did hear the lip will eventually wear. It's like, it's like you can you can tattoo the palm of your hand. You can tattoo the bottom of your foot, and it will because it's it's a so skin tight. Yeah. Well no, it's a skin type that's constantly regenerating that eventually that will fade and will go yeah. away.
2: So I when I got it done, at first the guy didn't even want to do it because he was like, Oh, I'm not doing your lip, it's the first tattoo. But he said, I said, How long is this gonna last? He said, Some people last a couple of months, some people it's like years. Yeah. yeah. So I know my mom works with someone and she's had hers on her lip for like many years. Oh really? So one can hope it lasts that long. <laughs> so you were already inspired. Your mom's friend had it. Well, I don't even know what she has, but I know like a couple of girls who just like have random stuff on their lips. if, so. it, if
6: it were to start to fade, would you get it touched up or would you
3: let it die?
2: Probably. Probably. I'd, I'd, mean, probably I'd probably like, would. Like, but like, the culture. There, there has yeah, to be. I a mean, yeah. <laughs> culture. Besides <you> know. <laughs> the Eagles
3: tattoo contest, there has to be, like, you have to be a hit at the bar. Like, well, you must be getting free well, drinks I was ma- I guarantee like, you, I got, I yeah, you. I you got a better it. Eagles <laughs> tattoo than you do, and you get some Delco dude being like, no, dude, look at this bird. I got it in 1995, <laughs> dude. It's just some, like, green smudge down his shirt, and he like, bang, hit the lip, and now he owes you a beer, right?
2: Well, me and my friends are making jokes. Like, I'm like, oh, this is my new pickup line. Like, you want to see my tattoo? Oh, there's nothing more awkward when the guy's like, nah,
4: I don't, like, <laughs> like, oh, I don't like, right.
2: sports. But no, I mean it is. I, I gotta make sure my teeth are always, you know, brushed. My nails are always done. I'm constantly flashing it around. But
4: An- another big question. Uh, I know your sister said that you were looking for a date for oh wedding. My did, gosh. That, did that happen? Did you get no. that said date?
3: All right, all right, hold on, boy. Time, boy, time, time out, time out. Oh god, because now this this is this is a great opportunity. Live on Twitter, oh, on man. YouTube. Your DMs
5: okay. are about to be. Pop- yeah,
2: I don't have it. I don't have a Twitter. It, she doesn't have a Twitter. I should she, get one. You you should, Instagram is about
5: and make pop sure in. you get your handle. I, I,
3: I, yeah, make sure you get your handle right. Uh, I put that tweet out, right, of the video of her with the lip tattoo, and said, "Do you ever? Did you ever believe in love at first sight?" And normally, you get like mixed reactions when you throw something. There were dudes, just, "What's her at? What's her at? What's her hat?" I'm in love, wifey material. What's her at? 100 flame, 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 hot, hot, hot. Dude, you were a hit. On Twitter, you've got you've got to get on there. But when when when's uh, just hypothetically speaking, when's the wedding date?
2: Well, I mean, my sister also just got engaged. Now I got another one, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> two for. Yeah. <laughs> we got a two the first one. I got is May tw- or May this upcoming May. It's in Cancun, Mexico. Oh, so wow. we got time. We got a destination. We got, we got time. Got a destination. We got a destination. Got a
4: destination. Yeah. Yeah.
3: So,
2: so what kind? Of, like when, when
3: you're look, what are you looking for so in a guy? It. You know what I mean? Like I didn't know I was on The
2: Bachelor. Right. Yeah.
0: Well, well,
3: hold, well, hold on a second, because we like you we know, to have talking a third about third wedding. <laughs> we're having a, <laughs> yeah. listen. This is what we do. We he, the, the Fourth and John podcast is all about bringing Eagles fans from different walks of life, different parts of the country together and all we're trying to do right now is bring a couple eagles fans together through their common oh love of gosh, the birds geez. and maybe a common tattoo <laughs> via social media. So just just to throw it out there cuz we are going to throw just it out Some there.
5: girl talk real quick. All right, you tell. Hey, hey, right. Right. Yeah, everyone else cover here. Okay. Some girl talk. You know girls usually have like a type. What what are you leaning towards? Uh you got to be an eagles fan. duh No. <laughs> but look uh, wise. Because all the guys who are watching, if you're uneligible, we just want to get them out right now.
1: Yeah.
3: got 80, to 80,
5: 86, short. so some off the bat.
3: No, so you, got, you got to filter them out right off the get.
5: All right. Tall, obviously.
3: I knew she going to drop Define the six foot
2: tall. thing. I'm out. Define I'm out. I mean, like, what, what else tall. is a girl supposed to say? That's the first. Um,
5: Tall, funny. Tall as in taller than you or, like, taller? No, Evan, just taller you're than out. me.
2: <laughs> right. Well, you just got to be taller than me, you know, since it's a wedding we're talking about. I have How to be tall? able to wear How heels. How tall are you? I'm like five five. Okay, okay so five, that's not user
4: back in the room. Yeah. Uh, a five seven
2: dude
5: could easily yeah, you know, yeah. All right, yeah, all right yeah. cool.
2: Um, I don't know. Eagles really fan, funny. Five seven. You gotta you gotta like be able to just go out and have fun, but also have like your ish together. Like I don't want someone who's like a scrub.
4: Like okay. I want your okay. credit score to be.
5: Uh,
2: this grade. No, no, I'm not saying you gotta like be doing you know, all this
5: fancy stuff. But are well, we you a dancer? Do you dance? Does the guy have to not know how to dance? Not professionally. Not <laughs> professionally. Does the guy have to be able to dance? No, I mean just have fun. All right. Have to dance. See that. Do, that's do you a like really a, dude, a wide... do you like a dude who dances? Yeah, because I, I don't, love to dance. I don't. So. I don't.
3: I don't meet the height requirement. <laughs> I, like I am not this tall to ride to ride the ride, but I am funny. And for a white boy. Jack,
5: I saw you at the. I yeah, saw you. you did. You had a little. Yeah, you going. did. I was like, okay. Yeah, you did. I was yeah. like, okay. I like to be- Hop my booty. <laughs> <laughs> I get into it. I didn't see a twerk, but I saw some shoulder action there.
3: You got it. You got it. So here's, so here's what we're going to do. So since you don't have a Twitter as of yet, okay. and you don't want dudes creeping in your DMs, all right, we're going to play like prime plays for me. We're going to play bodyguard. Okay? okay. So if you're looking to get in on a destination wedding with the girl with the coolest Eagle Super Bowl tattoo in Philadelphia, what I want you to do is kind of submit it to at fourth and John. Slide we'll weed, the them we'll we yeah. weed them out We will weed them out As guys do We'll be like Older we'll brother We'll the big brothers Sure we'll, you know, we'll hide I already it. got
2: one But I can take two more Okay <laughs> but,
3: By the way Your older brother Keeps DMing me And says Stop calling my sister hot Dude <laughs> <laughs> Stop calling my sister hot Yo, that's Leave that's a good look brother, though. He's weird. the best that's the good He
5: brother. saw a
3: picture of, both, of, of his two sisters At the tailgate He's like Keep them out of there Man I don't want to see My sisters at your Freaking tailgate <laughs> my, He's
2: the best I faced with him Yesterday he didn't answer but... oh,
3: That's awesome we, we appreciate you Stopping in Thank th- you th- Thank you Absolutely so 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 much. Hollywood Hearn, you ready to take it? uh, I know I'm kind of springing it on you. Taking it four down. I thought
4: you were just trying to set him up real quick. I thought... (laughs) I I didn't mean to make it weird. Quiet, bro.
3: Quiet, bro.
6: Alrighty. First down. So, I saw some cocky stuff this week in NFL football. In particular, what I saw was the Rams punter. He, he He was holding a field goal kick and instead of, you know, the normal catch, spin the laces so the kicker has a nice ball, he... He found the camera, pointed at it, and did a no-look hold. Now tell me, in all of you guys' memories, what is the cockiest thing you've seen in-game? Not a touchdown celebration.
3: That's that's a beautiful—I feel like this is going to be like—let's be real here. Pat McAfee, that's his name, right? Yeah, has done more for the, for the brand. Oh, okay. ha, has done more for the special team units in slipping in inside jokes than anybody ever has for kickers, punters, holders, long snappers. Or He's anybody. made them relevant. You saw the Texas guy; he slipped it in there. Yeah. He slipped it in there. That's perfect. I've also seen the circle underhand circle done <laughs> oh, as well. You seen that? I've seen that on as well on, on special teams. Oh. Now we've got, now we've got holders. Pointing and everything, I feel like this is the way that special teamers can now beca- go viral. It's all about the highlight plays, the Odell Beckham Jr. one-handed grabs, the big hits, the sacks, the you know the quarterback play. What Patrick Mahomes is doing. This is a way to let special teamers kind of shine. I, I think it's great.
4: I mean, I think people have to realize that punters are people too, and
5: holding and they have, and they long have feelings, and so they mess up
4: at practice. What are they doing? They're sitting on the side. They do punters do weird things on the side. Like kickers, they're all weird. But like, <laughs> hey, it's 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 a new day and age. I think punters can be legendary.
3: So so hold, holding because I've actually never paid attention to this holding for Jake Elliott. That's Cam. Is that is that Cam? This Cam hold? Yes. It, it does. I need Cam to pull some Aussie stuff.
5: <laughs> like
3: I don't know what he's got to do, but somebody somebody's got to get a hold of him and be like, you, you. you n- they're not doing the touchdown celebrations <laughs> like they Step did your last game year. Game up, Cam. Right. The defense is not doing the electric slide. The offense is not bowling. We need our special teams unit, especially with big kicks against the Giants and you know what they've been doing. Give me give me a little something, darn a
5: hold. I need a little something, little something. That electric slide last year was everything. Can we get like the wobble this year? I'm just saying. We do it at the tailgate. I right know. There. I was doing it. I was did you, there. Did you guys doing...
6: happen to see uh, Darren Sproles' touchdown celebration with it the was bat? David taking down Goliath. Oh, all right. No, no, no. Yeah, no. he, he had the ball and he was whipping it around like the like the stone. He threw it at Lane Johnson's head, knocked him down. I missed that. Yeah. That's, that's what that was.
5: That's what that
6: was yeah. The Eagles put it out. But then I, he I, I, sense. The Sproles. I, I, I feel
3: like that's a little too. Like specific. That was deep. That one was for
6: Carson, man. That was for Carson and the prayer circle. <laughs>
3: in a, in a, a, a lot of the times, like we missed the worm. We didn't even see the worm because it I was saw- on the uh, when you're at when you're at the game. You don't always have the ability to like see on the op- when you're on the lower level. There's benefits to being at the game, and then there's detriments. One of the detriments is if the, if it's on the far side, you miss the touchdown. So I didn't even know about the Sproles one.
5: Yeah, the worm I, was so well done,
3: and what I was- didn't see the worm one. The benefit to being at the game is you don't have to listen to the announcers. And apparently last <laughs> night they were right. absolutely horrible. Uh, the booger mobile and everything and the, just the conversation. Yeah. All I was checking the timeline during timeouts and all they were talking about was how bad the broadcast was. I'm yeah. so yeah, thankful I didn't yeah. have to listen I heard it
4: was to pretty it. pretty bad.
6: Second down. So, um... We Last week we came in here and we were talking about Ruben Foster getting picked up on waivers and how surprised we were after the NFL made the no more statement. Now, since then, we've had one of the premier, probably you could say, top five, top ten players in the entire NFL. There was a video that came out of Kareem Hunt of him getting in a, a physical altercation with a woman. So I just ask, do you think that... Kareem, I mean, do you think the NFL is going to stand by their no more stance, or do you think Kareem Hunt's going to end up in an NFL jersey again?
5: Mm, That's a good question.
3: You know what, I, I would like to hear this from a female perspective.
5: Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, you would hope it goes a certain way, but the way that teams really want to win and the way that Kareem Hunt's season was going, they might give him a second chance. Yeah. So, it's just, who's going to be that team to pick him up and take that second chance and they'll do all the right PR they're yeah, gonna say you know we put him through counseling he's sorry, he's sorry this that and the third but teams want to win unfortunately I'm not yeah. saying it's a good thing I'm not saying it's a good thing at all but I feel like with the season that he's had this year someone's gonna someone's gonna do all the right PR to get him on a team
4: I think it also takes the right um, you know team and organization you, you look like you look at uh, Joe Mixon he was with the Bengals. I yeah. mean, that's a, a different type of franchise. They than got the Vontez Burfict of New the world, England Patriots or you know the Green Bay Packers of the world. I mean, but I, I think he's, he's he's got he's a talented player, you know. And what team is going to forfeit their uh, take that PR hit? I think someone will take that. that that hit.
5: And honestly, I want to know exactly what happened. I want to nothing condones a man putting hands on a woman at all. But I want to know what triggered him because yes, he's had things before where he's getting in bar fights with other guys, mm-hmm. which normal guys do frequently. It happens. This is the first thing with a woman. So I just want to know what sparked that. That's just the journalist in me. Nothing condones it right. though. Yeah,
4: I remember watching that video for like a, a long time ago and they didn't, you know, some of his uh, the guys that were there were just talking about like, uh, you know, it was some, some chick and it was some this random event like she was harassing us, but then I didn't, you know, all of a sudden this part of the video comes out
5: When you see it, it's it's like, it makes it more real. I just, I just feel like it's so unfortunate
3: for all parties involved First of all, the woman all right? There's no reason to put your hands on a woman ever Second of all, for Kareem Hunt Cause there is always an opportunity to walk away. Always. There's always an opportunity to walk away, and and trust me, I've argued with women, I've argued with crazy women, but it's never gotten to the point of that because there's always a I gotta get out of here. Yeah. This is this this is not a good look. This is not a good scene. You see
6: the direction it's moving.
3: You see the direction it's moving, yeah. and even if she goes crazy on you, run. Run yeah, from her because
5: she was a little aggressive in that video. I'm not she, gonna yeah. lie, yeah. she was a little aggressive, and, and, there's, and run. there was words of, you know, allegedly she said the n word. Maybe that's what made him go off. Possibly, who knows? But like you said, there's always an opportunity to walk away. I think it's a
4: perfect time to like step step your team up around you. Like you got to have good people around yeah. you, and that that situation shows where you got to have a guy to pull you away, no it, matter what. I mean, your career is on the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, your livelihood is on the line. Yeah, you're you're, you're more. Uh, you, you have your show for the Sixers So you know the basketball
3: world A lot more than I do A hundred times more than I do But I take a look at NHL You don't hear stuff about this in the NHL Yeah, no, you really don't Occasionally something will come up in MLB But it's so infrequent Do these cases of violence against women Or domestic violence Does this happen in the NBA a lot?
5: It has happened.
3: But not with the frequency
5: of the NFL. Yeah, but again, I don't think that's... Everyone says this is an NFL problem. This is an NFL problem. These these are, this is a people problem this, th- oh, okay. of guys who just happen to play in the NFL. Because mm. domestic violence cases, they're not all just NFL guys. Sure, sure, sure. They're sure, regular sure. guys around the world. So I don't think, yes, the NFL needs a consistent way to deal with it. Mm. And it does happen more in the NFL than other sports. But I wouldn't. Close it in And say this is an NFL problem This is a people problem And
3: certainly wasn't saying that I just do wonder why It's the NFL More frequently Than any other sport You might even combine A couple of them together Right That it's an NFL issue Than it is And ranging in NFL From linebackers To to kickers Yeah from the Giants From the Giants Yeah Let's not get here Yeah, absolutely. What what do you got? Third down. All righty. So
6: we saw a big firing this week. And uh, after the loss to the Cardinals, one of the worst teams in the league, the Packers ended up firing Mike McCarthy. So what is your guys' thoughts as far as do you think Aaron Rodgers uh, was being held back by Mike McCarthy? And that...
4: He, he'll progress forward with the new head coach I think it speaks to the, the type of relationship that you know they, they probably have grown out of you know they probably had a strong relationship but I, I feel like the the relationship probably was hostile it, it, you know they didn't get along I probably think he, he wanted think he it, wanted to see more from the offense and I, I think he was being held back do
6: you think the relationship just kind of grew stale the same way it did Certainly. with Andy in Philadelphia
5: I think it was premature I'm probably one of the rare ones who thinks that I, I happen to like Mike. I like I like his I like his swag. I like his personality. I don't know how he is. I don't cover the Packers. I don't know what his inner relationship is with Aaron Rodgers. But I would have at least like to see the season play out and then see how that works. It's like when you're saying I can't. We're towards the end of the season, and I don't want you one more week with us. It says a lot. Yeah. But I, I still think it was a, a day late and a dollar short. At least, you know, do that earlier on or or finish out the season. Four four games left and you do it, and you're saying you absolutely cannot survive one more game with your head coach. To me, it was pretty much I
4: mean, there was a couple of games, like what the uh, fumble it, they had um, where the running back came out of the end zone. And then that, uh, uh, what's his name? A couple Clay Matthews penalties yeah, that cost I mean, them at the end of the game. In the, they couldn't the yeah. of everything.
3: A- a- absolutely, I'm actually with you. I felt like this. They, they did Mike McCarthy a little dirty. And yes, relationships, especially with quarterback and coach, can kind of go through their ebbs and flows. And eventually, one or the other is going to have to move on inevitably. Not everybody gets Tom Brady and Belichicked. Yeah, and remain together. Not that even that relationship right. has been always you know on the up and up. But when that man won you a Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and you got four games left, if you've already predetermined in the back of your head that, look, we're going to move on Let him ride it out. Let him ride it out. That's what I'm.
5: That's what I'm saying. He's not
3: doing it. It's different than Chip Kelly because Chip Kelly they had a bad year and Chip Kelly like bailed on the Christmas party and was causing (laughs) all sorts of like really a lot of problems in the front office. He was tearing that place apart. Nobody wanted to deal with him. Everybody hated him. He didn't feel that kind of way with Mike McCarthy. The man won a Super Bowl. He was well liked, well respected. Albeit he's kind of outstayed his welcome. If you've already had in the back of your mind that you were moving on at the end of the season. Season, the man raised the Lombardi Trophy for you. Let him clean out his office in the off season, please.
5: That's exactly my point. I yeah. mean, four games four left. Four games
3: left. Like, Come on, and he that, didn't do
5: anything. The, the, that's a slap in yeah. the face. Like
4: if you're going to fire him from losing, fire him for losing, but do it after the season. It's definitely a power move inside the, off, the front front office of the Packers. It's all number twelve. That's the message 12.
5: though is we can't last another day without you. That, that's the message when you fire someone mid, Not even mid-season, towards the yeah, end towards of the, the season end. We uh-huh. can't survive with you Can't take yeah. another minute with
4: you but isn't Aaron, You can't take it,
5: another minute Yeah, Aaron of course they need to just, win But Isn't he kind of a petty Aaron Rodgers A little, little, little petty A little yeah. petty
6: he, he wrote off his whole family I know Because he that's what Olivia I'm, Munn Doesn't he not
4: talk to his brother too? Or just something saying. like that He's got like, a weird relationship with his family yeah. uh, You know,
3: when they say it's not us It's not you, it's us Well, maybe it's Aaron yeah, <laughs> maybe maybe it's Aaron. Hit us with fourth down. We got to wrap it up. Fourth down. All
6: righty. I'm going to stick with the Eagles with this one. the The Eagles have a new receptions leader in the clubhouse, Mister Zach Ertz, with 93 receptions, is more than any other Eagle in Eagle history. So I'm not going to say best tight end we ever had, but he's does he have? Is it fair to say we have the tight end on our team with the best tight end hands that we've ever
3: seen? I think so. I mean, when you're talking about receiving and the, and the previous. Record was held by one Brian Westbrook. Yep, and that you know you talk about a running back.
6: Mm-hmm. Neither position, wide receiver. Neither it's position, so, wide receiver. So funny. Yeah. yeah,
3: so you're not talking about a franchise with a long history of great receivers. You're not talking about the Steelers with Stallworth and Swan and Tyne Ward. And yeah, you know. You're <laughs> ta- yeah, you're talking <laughs> about the Smith. As much as we love Freddie Barnett, he's been on this show. You know, the Freddie Barnettes of the world. Even even Harold Carmichael, as great as he was of an Eagle, he still didn't reach those heights. I think you're looking at the best tight end the Philadelphia Eagles have ever had. Well name 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 one better.
5: Because of his connection with Carson Wentz, yes. sir. If Carson Wentz and him weren't best friends, if they weren't going to church together, going to Bible study together, going to family dinners, then he would not have that record. I think.
4: I think we have to thank the Lord. <laughs> thank, we we got to thank that the that Lord. Divine intervention, you know.
5: By the way, I spoke to uh, Brian Westbrook about it. He's completely unfazed. Unphased. Faz- That's right. He's Unphased go- about it. He's going to he's he going he to go down care. in
3: Eagles history. Right. As uh <laughs> as as the second most receive it, receptions in a season by a Philadelphia Eagle. We appreciate everybody tuning in. We appreciate Lindsay coming in and showing off her tattoo. Of course, Chris, dude, girl, you killed it tonight. No, oh, I appreciate it. You absolutely killed it. Thank you for having me on. Oh, I goodness. appreciate World it. Lord. <laughs> I love it. The Fourth and John Shop is on sale. Make sure you get all that stuff before the holidays. E A
1: G L E S Eagles. Eagles. One eagles football we're talking eagles football you're listening to fourth and john wait what the f- is a john anyway Hey Dallas! you stink Dallas up, Dallas up, Dallas up, Dallas up. when i threw a my motherf- face appreciate y'all putting words in my mouth i want you can somebody please tell me what the f- is going on Oh, God, 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 you stink! Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish sandwich all day.